With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. It is a divisional round playoff edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. My co-host is Brian Johnson. Hello, Brian. What's up, Charch? Week 19, my favorite week. 19? Yeah. Yeah, it's it is it's a, it's a it's a great week for football, right? Oh, yeah, these are some great games. All the all the good teams are playing right now. We've got a couple of surprises in there, which is terrific as well. We're going to break down all the games like we usually do on Fantasy Football Weekly. It means that the letter grades, A, B, Cs and benches, but there's a difference this week. Uniquely in the playoffs, we know you're not making bench start decisions if you're playing in a playoff format. So instead, we're really orienting this show to DFS players. Mm -hmm. And so what that means, Brian, is I want you to peg every player's ABC bench grade against the cost they have at DraftKings. We're using DraftKings as our model, but they're all very similar. So, for example, Patrick Mahomes is a real-life A. No doubt about it. He might have the most positive matchup that's on the board, but he costs $8,000. So he might not be an A-graded player. I don't know what grade you have on him. He might not be an A-grade when you weigh it against the $8,000 that he costs. So that's the premise of this show. So a little bit different. Still get the grades, but it's all keyed against DFS value. I like it. Now, let's start with the Ravens taking on the Bills. This is your matchup. In a game between two mobile quarterbacks, and I believe there will be plenty of points in this game. How do you see this shakeout? Yeah, I hope there is. There's certainly not a, a big name uh, offensive players, but these two defenses are playing pretty well right they now are. as well. So I, I got a, I'm a little trepidation for a lot of these guys, but we'll start mm-hmm. with the Ravens, the road team. Uh, L. Jacks, of course, he's a 7.6K, 7,600 on DK. He's the second priciest quarterback. Mm-hmm behind uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, the Bills have allowed 5.2 yards per carry to quarterbacks, and they've surrendered the second most rushing touchdowns to the position. That is very good for Lamar Jackson. But the Bills are bottom 10 in passing yards and touchdowns allowed in a bad way for L. Jackson. In a a good way. They're top 10, which is bad for Jackson, who already struggles with his passing. Yeah, he threw one of the worst interceptions I may have seen. 
this that was century, bad. at least. Very yeah, bad. So yes. you're really going to be heavily leaning on his rushing numbers more so mm-hmm. than usual. We'll get into his wide receivers in a minute, but their matchups are pretty bad. So it's all about the ground on this one. If he doesn't sniff at 100 yards and a touchdown, it's big bust time for be, L. Jack. Trouble, so right? I got to see on him. I don't like him as much of a, as a lot of the other quarterbacks we're going to get into. Um, okay. I'm a little nervous about L. Jackson. I, I think his ownership percentage will reflect that. I don't think he'll be one of the top two on quarterbacks this weekend okay. in bigger tournaments. Uh, over to his receivers, this won't take too long. Uh, obviously headlined by Marquise Brown. He's 5,200 on DK. Uh, since putting up that goose egg against the Titans in Week 11, and people were just like dropping him universally, yeah, right, practically. Right. Six touchdowns over his last seven games. That's including the wild card. And in the two games he didn't score during that span, he had six catches for 98 yards and seven catches for 109 yards. He's earned his Hollywood nickname back that people were stripping from him but earlier in the season. But he gets Tredavious White. He gets Tredavious White. And a lot White, of them probably. Most likely all of Tredavious White and maybe even a corner, another corner, or I mean, another safety and bracket coverage because uh, he's clearly the threat at the wide receiver position. Now, Michael Pittman had a really good game against Tredavious White last week. I was surprised, but Pittman's got six inches and 40 pounds yeah. on Marquise Brown. They're entirely different receivers. So I got to see on Brown. I think people are going to lean towards him because he's been so hot. Yeah, and I he's think so pretty too. cheap, if, mm-hmm. but it's, it's pretty much a hard fade for me. For Marquise Brown and all of the other receivers, they're three. They're just not good enough. They're, and they're all this punt plays. Willie yeah. Sneed, Miles Boykin, Des Bryant. They're thirty three hundred or less. But I think there are better punt plays out there. We'll get to those guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm off the, the the Baltimore wide receivers in this one entirely. The one receiver you clearly want for the Ravens is Mark Andrews, <laughs> especially after last week when the Colts tight ends put up. A combined, mostly led by Jack Doyle, but 14 catches, 136 <laughs> yards, and a touchdown uh, yes. against the Bills, who also gave up the most catches to tight ends on the season. Yeah, that's and, the play for sure. And, and how 5K, much does he cost? 5K for Mark Andrews, and he's a guy, he's got wide receiver two mm-hmm. upside in this matchup. Clearly, you can jam him into your tight end spot and feel good about it. Yeah. But he's also flex-worthy. Flex yeah, this is, is a, a strong two-tight end weekend for mm-hmm. sure. So love Andrews. And if you want to get really sneaky, you know, unlike past years when they've had like four active tight ends on yeah. Baltimore, there's this one other guy, and he's Eric Tomlinson. And he doesn't have a catch this year, <laughs> but he, he's bare minimum – 2,500. He has no catches on the year? On the year, but... I can't start a guy with no catches on the the, year. The Colts tight ends were targeted like 18 times last week. I mean, 2,500, I don't know. I'm just saying, if you're really trying to differentiate and you really want to punt... I'm not... This is a multi-entry type. Yeah, there's a millionaire maker deal right here. But just just keep Eric Tomlinson in mind. All right, that's... Um, that's not, not, that's not it for Baltimore. We'll get to the running backs very quick. Not a big fan of either JK Dobbins or Gus Edwards. Dobbins 6k Edwards 4.2k virtual 50, 50 split last week. Mm-hmm. I think we see more of the Doesn't same. Doesn't that lean you towards Edwards then? It does. Dobbins certainly has the more potential to pop off, mm-hmm. but, uh, Gus likely your goal line guy, definitely cheaper. Dobbins probably higher own. So if I'm forced to pick one, it's Dobbins. But again, if I'm doing a one lineup, a single entry, it's, L. Jackson Andrews for the Ravens side. The, everything else is uh, very much contrarian in this okay. game. It makes uh, sense. Over the Buffalo side, starting with Josh Allen, 
4K, comes in a little less than L. Jackson. He's the third priciest quarterback. I'm going to give him a B here. Multiple touchdown passes in eight of his last nine games. He also has six rushing touchdowns over his last ten games. Zach Moss and his team leading 28 red zone carries. Gone. On IR. Yep. Those aren't going to Devin Singletary. No, I don't think so either. Eldon. Yep. Or Antonio Williams, who's even on the slate for DK, so we're not going to talk about them much. Uh, but it's a tough matchup through the air for uh, Allen against the Ravens. Only one quarterback has thrown for more than two touchdowns against the Ravens, and that was Patrick Mahomes in week three. But Allen is kind of proven himself to be matchup-proof through the air almost. He hasn't had a matchup this tough, but he's come through in some tough matchups. He has. Including last week. So a, pr- a very strong B for Allen. He... Probably my second favorite quarterback on the mm-hmm. slate this week. We'll talk about my favorite one later. Um, okay. Over to his receivers, Stefan Diggs. Everyone loving Stefan right now. 7.3K on DK. Comes in uh, just under Devontae Adams and Price. The Ravens have yielded the sixth, sixth most targets to wide receivers, but they've allowed the third fewest touchdowns, just 11 uh, on the season. The uh, Titans wideouts wide total just six, nine catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown last week. Basically all A.J. Brown. Yeah. Corey Davis was blanked. Diggs, very comparable to A.J. Brown. No, well, not, not physically. Very, I mean, you know, well, they're not physically, totally no, different no. guys. Just, not totally different. They're about the same height. <laughs> no way. A couple inches shorter. Not comparable enough, though. I just got to see on Diggs Only here. in, like, you know, I think the only way to me that they're comparable is that they're both the go-to guy for their quarterbacks, but style of play is really different. I, you know, I, I would, I think I'd be worried, you know, they that they blanked Corey Davis. Who are they? You know, are they going to blank a receiver this week? Well, the Ravens oh, shut down somebody. They'll certainly focus their attention on Diggs because Marlon Humphrey so. can take care of Cole Beasley yes, in the slot. I, I'm off Beasley at four point nine k. Humphrey, one of the best one of the slot best corners, corners, if not sure. best corners in the NFL. Yes, uh, but back to Diggs real quick. I think a lot of people are going to be worried about this matchup. So mm-hmm. he, he still is a great GPP play, but his 15 to 20 point floor doesn't seem as safe as it does in, in most weeks. Agreed. The ceiling is certainly there. So he's not a great cash game play where you're banking on that safe floor. He does still have a very high ceiling. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league, but this is a very tough matchup. One of the toughest ones he's had in a while. And we got to talk about the, the third receiver for Buffalo really quick. It's either Gabriel Davis or John Brown. Brown is 4.6 K Davis is 4 K. Everyone remembers the uh, highlight reel catches that Davis had last. We get a couple great toe drag swag catches. Yep. Brown had nothing. He had no receptions. <laughs> no receptions. But John Brown did play 97% of the snaps. He led the team in pass routes run. Jeez. It wasn't like he was hobbling around yeah, out right. there or anything. He had a couple drops. Brown will probably have the best matchup. if he's Brown or Davis will have the best matchup when on the field, most likely. And I'm just going to lean Brown in the uh, revenge game angle if I'm picking one of these two guys. Because everyone's going to lean go Davis right now. Yeah, everybody's going to go Davis. I like the contrarian orientation of that. Obviously high risk, but we know that Brown is, throughout the course of the season, when he was on the field, he got targeted and he was generally productive on the targets he got. And, and everyone's going to be off him. So it, yes, after the goose the egg, really everyone like. will be off him. So I, I don't love playing the third receiver, but if I had to pick one, it's definitely Brown over Davis for me. Uh, lastly, for the pass catchers, Dawson Knox. Touchdown last week, but he's very touchdown dependent. There are too many tight ends on this slate. I like Brown's backups more than Dawson Knox this week. We'll talk about mm-hmm. them later. So uh, he's on the bench for me. And Devin Singletary, the lead back, 4.5K. That's pretty cheap, but the Ravens front four is in full force again. They showed what they can do 
went at full steam against Derrick Henry last yep. week. So Devin Singletary, a very contrarian play. He doesn't catch a lot of passes. Which is weird. I mean, people think he's more like a scat back. Yeah. But so. he really doesn't get those. He doesn't get the receptions you'd think he would. He And for him to – he's got a – at four point, he's still got to get you to 15 DraftKings points, and I don't like his chances of doing that. He's got to score from distance, so I, I got the running. running he game never scores, he doesn't score, period, yeah. from distance or or anywhere else. Yeah, and then uh, I don't, your boy Devontae Freeman, maybe next week we'll talk about him. Okay. He's been signed by Buffalo. <laughs> I, he's, he's to the practice squad. I don't know it, if he's, he <laughs> is so cooked. Yeah. So cooked. When the running back needy Giants are like, now nah, we can't even find a carry for you, that's a bad sign. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. In just a second, we will break down the Rams taking on the Packers. Rams take on the Packers. Let me start with the weather here. Um, It's probably not a factor. The Packers... um, are expected to kick off with temperatures in the mid-30s. Tropical. That is unusually Tropical warm. for the locals. Yeah, absolutely. And um, of note, and maybe I'll even just start here with Jared Goff, his record in sub-freezing games. And this is going to be very close to that freezing level. But what's sub-freezing to him? Like 50 degrees? <laughs> well, yeah, what does he consider personally? So yeah. That's right. He's 0-2 in sub-freezing temperatures with zero touchdowns and five interceptions. And he wasn't coming off thumb surgery in those right, games exactly. either. I was throwing it. Exactly. You know, the good news is just the atmosphere will be icing his thumb uh, all like the time, yep. so maybe there's that. Um, he's $5,200, and Jared Goff is too expensive at any price. Yeah. Uh, he is throwing the ball poorly, and that was before the thumb injury. His confidence looks shattered. He has thrown zero or one touchdown in five of the past six games. And the Packers have allowed zero or one touchdown pass in five straight games. I mean, he's sitting at zero or one touchdown for this game. I want nothing to do with Jared Goff, and that means I'm not crazy about his receivers either. Cooper Cup's got a knee injury and did not practice Wednesday, Thursday, shaping up as a game-time decision. He finished last week's game, so I want to believe he could play here, but um, I, I don't know for sure, and that worries me. And His matchup is eh, fair. 
He goes up in the slot against Chandon Sullivan, who is not bad. I believe he's given up just two touchdowns all year. But he's also not great. Cup's better when fully healthy. Uh, Sullivan did allow a touchdown to Janu Janu two weeks ago mm. in his coverage. So that was uh, there's a little bit of note there. But Cooper Cup comes in at fifty three hundred bucks. I've got him on a bench grade because of the injury. I at full at full health, I would give him more like a C grade. Glad he's playing. He looked like he was done for the year when he went down I know. last week. I know no contacts. It, 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 it was I was nervous for sure. Um, staying with the receivers, Robert Woods on the bench. Green Bay hasn't allowed a wide receiver touchdown in five straight games. And he'll most often see Jair Alexander, and that is a disaster scenario against one of the five best coverage cornerbacks in the NFL. Goff's struggles have taken Woods with him, and he has not topped 56 yards in five straight games. For Robert Woods, who comes in at $5,900, that is a bench for me as well. I've got a C grade on Josh Reynolds. Because he's going to see Kevin King, by far the Packers' worst coverage cornerback. King's giving up a passer rating of 106, and 70% of the passes in his coverage are completed. I think at 3,200, and knowing that the Rams will probably trail for a lot of this, the path of least resistance to the air is that Josh Reynolds. Yeah, I was uh, I was on Reynolds last week, right around the same price as a punt play. I think he goose egged too. If, if he didn't, he had like one point something. Yeah. So people are going to be off him, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to get back on it again. So I like that. Thirty two hundred bucks. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Uh, oh, other receivers, Higby and Everett are dead to us. They're they're cheap, but the Packers are good versus tight ends, and they just cannibalize each other. So they're they're out bench. Now let's go to the running backs. Cam Akers, fifty seven hundred bucks, A grade. Brian, mm-hmm. massive usage the last two games with fifty two touches in the last two games, and the only way the Rams win this game is if Cam Akers has a massive, massive game. Has to in the Packers last game. David Montgomery rolled up one hundred thirty combo yards and a score. Before that, Derrick Henry ninety eight yards. Before that, Carolina's hodgepodge of runners topped one hundred total yards. Before that, DeAndre Swift scored. You get the idea. Green Bay's a good pass defense. They are a medium bad run defense. The it's all pa- going to come back to Goff, though. Sadly, he's got to be able to. <laughs> Goff's going you know, to give very little here, but they're going to yeah. have to run Acres. He's just going to have to prove he can do something. Goff yes. at all. They're just going to stack that box Correct. mercilessly. But now, yeah. you know, now the pa- there's no guarantee that Acres will get a lot done here. The Packers were able to contain Derrick Henry recently, but still, I think Acres gets enough use that I'm keeping the A grade on him. You could throw a dart at Malcolm Brown if you want. He's um, the Rams are going to run a lot. He got ten touches last week, which is enough to get something done from a DFS standpoint. Oh yeah, you know if you can get to ten touches, you know you got a chance. Um, and maybe with all the usage Acres has gotten lately, they'll want to diversify a little bit. So Malcolm Brown at forty one hundred is a C grade for me. I like it. Okay, let's go to the Green Bay side. Green Bay, it's similar storyline. Far easier to run on the Rams than pass on the Rams. The the Rams are the best pass defense in the NFL. Yep. So I think we're going to see a ton of Aaron Jones, who is an A grade at $6,800. The path of least resistance, as I mentioned, is on the ground. Um, David Bakhtiari's out. So another reason not to put Aaron Rodgers at risk and to run the ball more. And I know fantasy owners are going to look at Aaron Jones' modest use the last few games. Ten, he had 10 touches and 11 touches, uh, well, rushes. And they're going to say, well, 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 that's not enough carries. They were saving him for the playoffs, yeah. and 
Breaking news, it's the playoffs. It's time. It's time. They're going to unleash their best running back, Aaron Jones. They better. Right now. Now, the Rams are good. They're not, but we're not, this is not going to be an A.J. Dillon game like we got two weeks ago, no. two games ago. Uh, no runner has topped 69 yards since week two against the Rams. There's a good run defense. So I don't want to make it like he's going to just run through this. But they've also seen some real, really weak rushers through much of the season. Kenyon Drake, Damian Harris, Frank Gore. It's kind of, I think I think Jones is sitting on a potentially very big game here. And those rushers didn't have a, an Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Yeah, right. 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 To, to keep take pressure off. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, sticking with the running backs, Jamal Williams is a C grade at 4,400. His usage has been low, uh, but might get an uptick here in the second half of the season. He's averaged just eight touches and scored just two times. He's a pretty good runner, um, but again, I think the majority of it goes to Aaron Jones. Okay, let's go to the passing game. I've just got a B grade on on Aaron Rodgers at $6,900. I would rather have Josh Allen, who Mm -hmm. you uh, highlighted earlier. He's insanely hot. Three or four touchdowns in six of the past seven games, which is awesome. And I wouldn't blame anybody, Brian, who feels like they just want to bank on Rodgers regardless of opponent. I don't even care what the opponent is. I just want Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, that's viable. But understand, the Rams' secondary is so good that the Rams secondary is basically having the defensive season that Aaron Rodgers is having offensively. They rank number one in passing yards allowed, number one in passing touchdowns allowed, number one in touchdown percentage allowed, passing touchdown percentage allowed. And if Jalen Ramsey can hold serve with Devontae Adams, Rodgers got to help got to find help elsewhere and there aren't many good options no. other than Devontae Adams who we'll pivot to now. He only gets a C grade from me because he's $8600 and he's going to see a ton of Jalen Ramsey. Not every play, but he's going to get a lot of Ramsey. Ramsey ranks number 1 in yards allowed per coverage snap at one half of a yard. Rams allowed the fewest wide receiver touchdowns, just 7. They were allowed the fewest receiving yards to wide receivers, just 130 per game. That's it. Yeah, it'll be fa- uh, fascinating to see the ownership percentages for Rodgers and Adams. They'll be the lowest they've been in the last 12 weeks. Probably. And that's when it's been all the teams playing. There's only four yeah, right. teams yeah, here, that, and right, they're going right. to be probably the lowest they've been. And I just want to mention real quick, I was off DK Metcalf last week because of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. He ended up having a great game statistically. The first touchdown – was one slap. Ramsey was on the other side of the field. That wasn't on him. Broken That's play. Right. You got yep. one secondary, and then the second touchdown. The the Rams were playing prevent from the eight yard line. Right. They let him score. I mean, so there's smoke and mirrors there for sure. So I think so too. But yeah, like you said, people are just going to want to have. I can't fault anyone for just plugging in Rodgers and Adams and seeing what they can do because you're going to get them under ten percent, and that's that's insane. Um, let's talk about the other receivers. Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. For Lazard, he comes in at 3,900, but I still can't do it. He runs from the slot where he's going to see Troy Hill, who's one of the best slot corners. Hill's allowed one touchdown all year. Last week, he held Tyler Lockett to two catches uh, last week. So Lazard's dead. So is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's at 3,800. He's uh, he's he's probably the most all-or-nothing wide receiver in football. And when he doesn't score a touchdown, his average game, (laughs) <laughs> for MVS, his average game when he does not score is one catch for 24 yards. Ugh, I don't want any part of that. No. When a tough matchup against 
surging cornerback Darius Williams, who actually has a higher pro football focus coverage rating than Jalen Ramsey does. Wow. So he's dead to us, too. And here's your here is, I think, the best play that there is among the receiving options, and it's Robert Tunyon. It's the tight ends. So is the tight ends. It is. <laughs> Rams have allowed three tight end scores in the last five games, and those were to Jacob Hollister, Dan Arnold, and Dan Arnold. Yeah, I love it. It's possible that no team saw a weaker slate of tight ends than the Rams this year. Hey. The Rams have faced almost no good tight ends. The one good tight Outside end they faced Arnold. was George Kittle, and Kittle rocked him for 109 yards and one touchdown. I contest that Dan Arnold is good, but okay. He's not George Kittle. I no, think he's even not. Even you I will, will not admit that he is not. That. He is not at that level. Uncontested. All right, let's go to our next matchup, right. uh, which is the Browns taking on the Chiefs. I was personally delighted with the Browns game. There was so much fun rooting for Kevin Stefanski, all the underdog stuff for the Browns, languishing fan base. They needed it so much. The Browns had every reason to lose the game. And they were up 21 nothing in the first quarter. It was Un- insane. Unbelievable, jaw-dropping start to a game. But sweating it almost to the yeah, very they end. They did end up sweating it I out. I called up my friends in legal. I, I don't like to bet on the bow dogs and whatnot. I want it to be fully sanctioned. So I called up some buddies. I'm like, I, I want 50 on the Steelers right now. It was 28 nothing. <laughs> I, was, I was sweating it to the end. It didn't come through. But, uh, but yeah, the Browns are hot. And uh, we'll start with Baker Mayfield, who... Everyone views the Browns as run heavy, but over Baker's last six games, he's averaged nearly 38 pass attempts and mm. has tossed multiple touchdowns in four of those six. I'm only going to give him a B, though, because he's too cheap. He's 5.3 thousand. the ownership's going to be too high? I think the ownership's going to be too high, and it's going to be tough I, to differentiate yeah. in tournaments. I'm, I'm upset with the algorithm here from DraftKings. It's way too low for Baker Mayfield to be 5.3K. That is... Almost bare minimum for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's like high four thousands is usually as low as you see it. So uh, a B on for Baker, but you're gonna a, a lot of people are gonna be f- using that save salary the same yeah. way as you. So he's not gonna differentiate as much as you think he would with guys like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar yeah. Jackson and Aaron Rodgers on the slate. People are gonna gravitate towards Baker Mayfield. Uh, so just a B for but him. But take that aside. Is it if if you're not you're in a smaller pool and you're really not sweating ownership percentage as much? Is Baker an A grade? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, cash games, smaller pools. I think it's a very safe floor for Baker, especially because they, if they go up big, great. You don't really see that happening, but if they trail, they're going to be throwing. Yeah, well, they're so ten point they, underdogs. Yeah, so, so you know, the the big trail, the multiple score trail, is likely here. Garbage time can pay off big time uh, for Baker in this one, but hopefully it is a, a, a very competitive game. Over to his wide receivers, not a lot of love for these guys. Uh, opposing wideouts averaged less than eleven catches, one hundred and forty yards, and a touchdown per game against the Chiefs this year as a whole. Yeah. Those are very poor numbers. So just to see for Jarvis Landry at five point six thousand. Uh, 5.6K. Uh, he probably has the best matchup against uh, slot corner of Legereus Sneed, but I think he will warn a lot of attention from the Kansas City secondary. And so for that reason, or not for that reason, over to the boundary receivers, Rashard Higgins oh, and Donovan H- Peoples-Jones. Higgins sucks, by the way. He does. He's not great. Uh, he's he's cheap at 4.1K. Donovan mm-hmm. Peoples-Jones is bare minimum for wide receivers at 3K, but... They should both struggle on the boundaries. Shaverius Ward and Brashawn Breland, both very able cornerbacks, both own a catch percentage under 60% in their coverage. That is very good. Higgins and DPJ are viable viable DFS plays in tournaments because they're so cheap, yeah. and they'll be on the field and potentially chasing points. 
But you kind of like them more in a, like a showdown contest, like a one-game contest, mm-hmm. just kind of a one-off, cheaper wide receiver option. If I had to pick between the two, I would go with DPJ at 3K, Donovan Peoples-Jones, because he's probably at less tension and he's much less expensive. But again, not really targeting either of these boundary receivers. I am targeting yet another tight end in Austin Hooper at 3.8K. He has an amazing matchup, by far the best for any pass catcher for the Browns. Over their last seven games, the Chiefs have surrendered six touchdowns to tight ends. And over that seven-game span, opposing tight ends are also averaging seven catches, 85 yards per game. Oof. And Hooper's been hot, so I he like has. Hooper a lot. And yeah. Again, you can play two tight ends with ease this week. And I even like Harrison Bryant at 2.5K, bare minimum. That's a big differentiator. David so Njoku is a game-time decision. He may not yep. go, if which he doesn't help go, too. That he would might bump not up muck Bryant's, up the work. Yep, bump yep. up his uh, ownership percentage. And we're, we're going to talk about the Chiefs shortly, but Bryant's a great guy as a correlation play if you go for the big Mahomes-Hill-Kelsey yeah. stack. Yeah. You usually want to have another player from the opposing team preferably a cheaper when you have big names like those guys. So I'm going to give a, a C to Bryant and Njoku if he plays. And I'm giving A to Austin Hooper. Uh, he's probably jammed in my tight end spot if I have one lineup. And I, mm. again, I'll be I'll be happy to... Even with all the tight end love, we've given yeah, different tight yeah. ends already in this show. He's cheap enough. He has wide receiver two potential. He might lead the, the, the Browns in receiving in this game. And uh, again, you can throw Kelsey or Andrews or Tunyon in your flex spot. All have elite matchups. So I love Hooper. And even his backups, if you can't afford Hooper. And everyone's going to love Nick Chubb at 6.6K. Yep. He's probably going to be the highest owned player on the whole slate, I would imagine, and understandably so. Opposing backs averaging more than five and a half yards per carry against the Chiefs this year. This is how they win. This is the real, this is the one obvious pathway for the Browns to win this game is for Chubb to go off. Yep, but Kansas City has only surrendered seven rushing touchdowns to running backs, Mm. and only two running backs have managed to rush for 100 yards against the Chiefs, but uh, Chubb is playing at another level right now. So I'm going to give him a B just because... If they fall behind a lot and he doesn't have a good game, it's a big bust, and then you're probably going to be lumped with 30 to 40% of the field also having Chubb, and then you're all in the doghouse together. So if he doesn't go off, you're you're big-time screwed. Mm-hmm. So just a B for Chubb. And uh, that brings us to Kareem Hunt. Revenge now, game. Can he call it a revenge game, though? Sure. The Chiefs had no choice but to kick him to the curb after what he did. But fine, it is a revenge game for Kareem Hunt, 4.8K. He's downplaying it publicly. For whatever it's worth. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's not in the locker room, though. The Chiefs have surrendered the fourth most catches and the most receiving yards to running backs. Hunt wasn't used as much in the receiving game as we would have liked for mm-hmm. the most part on the season, but at 4.8K, he'll probably be top three, four own running back this week, I would imagine, too, especially going into this revenge game. So I, I'm going to give Hunt a... I'm going to give him just a C, though, because I'm worried when you expect him to catch a ton of passes, he never has. And, I know that's I'm baffled. I'm baffled by that. And we can flip the revenge script. I think too that it's a revenge game for the Chiefs against Kareem Hunt. Oh, stop! Look what you did to us, Kareem. <laughs> oh, come on! Now we got <laughs> Clyde's Edwards Hilaire, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell <laughs> on our movement. We could have had you. If you just keep your nose clean. We'd all be winning Super Bowls uh, together. So, yeah. just to see for Hunt. Um, and that's it for the Cleveland side. Over to the Chiefs side. Of course, a lot to love, but can you afford to? cram them all into one lineup yes, in daily. Yes, catch, right? Starting with Patrick Mahomes at 8K. Not a whole lot more expensive than uh, L. Jackson, 7,600, but he is the most expensive quarterback on the slate, as is to be expected. Mm-hmm. The Browns will get Denzel Ward and Kevin Johnson back. Those are starting big, cornerbacks. Those help a lot. Big-time help, but they lose their 
best pass rusher in Olivier Vernon. Maybe not the best, second, but a great pass rusher in yeah. Olivier Vernon, who's done for the year. So that almost equals it out. Mm-hmm. Mahomes will certainly have more time in the pocket. Cleveland has allowed the sixth most passing touchdowns of the season. And over the course of their last two games, both against the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph have combined for eight touchdown passes. How about that? In the last two games. But again, yes. they get a the couple starting corners back, though. But uh, I'm going to give Mahomes an A because I think he goes off. He can still do damage if he needs to with his feet. Not quite like yeah. LJax or Allen, but he yep. has that potential. And I just think people are going to be off him for the most part. They're, they're going to want to spend their money elsewhere. And there's very alluring options at quarterback. Yeah all over the board, so I, I, if I'm running one lineup, I won't go You're running the whole one game. lineup, Mahomes is in. He's at in. 8,000. He's in at 8,000. Okay. I'm going for, uh, yeah, I just think he he can just, even though the, the Chiefs starters haven't played in three weeks, that kind of worries me, their offensive You know, it doesn't worry me in the slightest. It really doesn't, and maybe it should, and there are, there are case studies here where teams have come out cold, and it's taken a half, or in some cases, the whole game, where they've never gotten it together, but Ah, man, it's the Chiefs. It just feels like they can flip a switch, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and Mahomes, I, I bet he comes in as the third, fourth highest owned quarterback, and when he, at least the third, probably not the fourth. But I expect Baker, and I, I think Allen will be more owned mm-hmm. than uh, mm-hmm. Mahomes. I mean, you get him the third highest owned quarterback, you're yeah. sitting pretty if he goes off. So uh, an A for Mahomes, an A for Travis Kelsey, seven point eight K. Even at seven point at, yeah. at seventy eight hundred, you still have an A on Kelsey. I am Cleveland has been a money matchup for tight ends forever. Mm-hmm. They love the sixth uh, most fantasy points of the position this year. Kelsey put up wide receiver numbers all season long. He would have finished as wide receiver three if he was eligible to play there. Yeah. And uh, again, you can treat him as a wide receiver one, which makes it easy to put him in your tight end spot. But Kelsey, very flex worthy this week. All right. So no Sammy Watkins. So Kelsey probably gets a couple extra passes his way. If you can only have, let's assume that most people can't stack both of those chiefs. It's just too expensive. Yeah. Then what? Pick one. Are you going Mahomes? Or you going Kelsey? If you got to pick one, I would probably still go Mahomes, just because Mark Andrews could right. have a very comparable Robert game to Tunyon. Travis Kelsey. So could Tunyon. So could Austin Hooper, for that matter. Yeah. That matchup's yeah, that good on the other side. Okay. So I would just pick Mahomes. But uh, the Mahomes Kelsey pairing has proven to be pretty pretty lethal for the most part this year. Uh, Tyree Hill, like him a lot as well. Eight K, mm-hmm. a little a couple hundred dollars more than Mahomes. He should see uh, Denzel Ward for the most part, who really hasn't played. The most of the second half of the season. Uh, the Browns' numbers against wide receivers not good, but that has uh, led to that, the, yeah. the ward absent. Browns have yielded the fourth most targets and the second most red zone targets to wide receivers. So you got to love Hill this week. You can get a Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes stack in there, but you got to go Harrison Bryant and then another uh, dirt cheap wide receiver. And I don't know if I want to recommend that dirt cheap wide receiver being from the Chiefs. As you mentioned, Sammy Watkins is out. So that leaves us with the Marcus Robinson, Miko Hardman, and Byron Pringle. Robinson's the most expensive, 4.3K. Hardman, 3.9. Pringle, 3.2. Hardman remains the most intriguing play from a talent perspective, mm-hmm. but he just gets the least run out of right. Robinson and even Pringle. Pringle and uh, Robinson stood out in Week 17. Pringle scored. Uh, Robinson has gotten more targets when Watkins was hurt earlier in the year. I wish there was just a more clear way to go with with uh, with Sammy Watkins out about who that would go to. I just feel like that's it's 
almost random. Yeah, and, and you can't look too much into Pringle's good week 17 because Mahomes wasn't, wasn't the quarterback. Playing, right? So you can save salary elsewhere. If I, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't know what I would do. I don't want to pick any one of these guys, no, to be I honest with you. And you know what? I don't want to That's not to say one of them won't score or do right. something. Right. One of them probably will. But which one yeah. is is a total dark throw? It's a three faced coin, and I've I've yet to see see one of those, and I don't want to flip one either. So yeah, I'm off the uh, secondary receivers, and you got to be off the running backs unless you're uh, again a, a 150 max multi entered guy. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 5.5k might not even play. Mm-hmm. If he does, does he have a full role? He, I mean, he really doesn't have a, had a full role all year, and then so then that leaves Le'Veon Bell, Darwin Thompson. Daryl, is it Daryl or Darrell? Darrell. Darrell Williams. Bell at 5.1K. I'm completely no, it's out Darryl. on him. By the, it's Daryl. Daryl. No worries. Um, first off, it's just a bad matchup in general for all running backs against the Browns. Only four running backs managed the top 60 rushing yards against Cleveland this year, who only allowed 13 total touchdowns to the position, one receiving. Uh, so there's not a receiving angle there. 12 rushing touchdowns is not a lot. If, if Edwards Hilaire somehow doesn't play, Le'Veon Bell might get the start. But Daryl Williams outshined Bell, who got hurt in Week 17. Daryl Williams, Darwin Thompson came in, looked better than Daryl Williams right. did, who again looked better than Le'Veon Bell. So it's a mess there. I mean, and the bad thing about running backs is their bare minimum is 4K. That's not right. as cheap as 3K or right. 2.5K, of course. So yeah, you might see the guy who wins a million dollars luckily pegged one of these dirt cheap running backs who managed to score and maybe account for 80 combo yards, but there's no way to gleam who that is going to be in a bad matchup. So I'm benching all the, the Chiefs running backs, but good if, luck if you want to throw a dart. If CEH is out, then I, I'm a lot more interested in throwing a dart at Daryl Williams. Just the eye test tells me Le'Veon Bell is freaking cooked. Yes, he He's just not good. There's just this outside chance... That Thompson, Thompson's more expensive than Williams. Like oh, the Thompson does. I want to see like some concrete evidence of who the quote unquote backup, backup would is. be yeah, to, right, to Le'Veon yeah, right. Bell. Yeah, so, right. but yeah, I'm with you. I'd be, I'd have some interest in whoever that would turn out to be. We'll take a quick break and then we'll get to the final matchup: the Sunday night game, Bucks and Saints. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
the previous two meetings this season between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Kind of ancient history at this point. It was week one and week nine. So it was a full season ago and half a season ago, effectively. And just as a reminder, week one, both teams scored plenty of points. Saints ended up winning. And definitely no Antonio Brown. Week no, yeah, certainly not. Uh, week nine, Saints destroyed the Bucks, held Tampa to three points in a 35-point victory. Breeze threw four touchdowns. Brady was brutal with three picks and no scores. Tampa ran the ball four times in that game. <laughs> Four carries in that game. That's, that's it. That's got to be the, the, the lowest rushing total of any team this year. I would imagine. I don't know. It, it was eight, they got eight yards. They had eight wow. yards rushing in Jeez. that game. Well, they got behind early, and then they just abandoned the run yeah. completely. So let's start with Tom Brady in this one, who struggled significantly in both Saints games, as I mentioned, but he's been red hot for two months since that last meeting. His last bad game was week nine. Since then, he's been awesome. Now the Saints since then, also looked pretty good on paper, giving up just 240 yards and 0.8 passing touchdowns. But Brian, listen to the quarterbacks the Saints have played since that Week 9 meeting against Tom Brady. Nick Mullins, Matt Ryan twice, Kendall Hinton, not even a quarterback. I believe the Matt Ryan, Julio got hurt in the first meeting with the Saints, and then he missed the, the second, second meeting. I think you're right about that, too. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes, who threw three touchdowns because he's really good. Kirk Cousins, who's good enough, and he threw three touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater and Sad Trombonski. Hold on. I don't have. I don't know where my Sad Trombonski is. Oh, there it is. There we go. A little Sad Trombonski for the background. There. Um, Nickelodeon should have had a Sad Trombone probably. graphic during that. Brady's going to throw a lot in this game. A lot in mm-hmm. this game. Uh, Brady comes in at $6,300. I've got an A grade on Tom Brady. Um, And I don't believe that we're going to see enough. I think we're going to see a ton of passing, not a lot of running. So that is a lot of why. Now, Let's. I want to pivot for a second. You know, normally once we start with the passing game, we stay with the passing game. Right. I want to pivot to these running backs and talk for just a second about why I don't like them very much. Uh, first, <laughs> that's well, going to take a while, well, right? right. <laughs> you know, Ronald Jones. We don't know if he's going to play, oh, and if he brutal. plays at all, and game time decision. And this is a brutal matchup. Saints are good run defense. They completely stymied a red-hot David Montgomery last week. They finished the season ranked fourth in yards per carry, second in rushing touchdowns allowed. Now, they did give up some big games down the stretch. Not a lot, but they gave up a few. Six of the nine rushing touchdowns they allowed in the season came in the final four games. Uh, Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, the Kansas City Runners all posted good December games. So you might get a little something done here. But if, especially if Ronald Jones goes, I don't, I don't want to mess and monkey with who these guys are going to go. Now, if Jones doesn't play, then and Jones, by the way, 5200 bucks, and I'm not touching him. Leonard Fournette, if if Jones doesn't go, Leonard Fournette's a plausible start at 4900 Yeah, cheap enough cheap volume enough. play. Yep, volume play. Cap ceiling. I still sure. think that Brady's going to throw his arm out of socket in this game. So back to back to the receivers now. So we talked about Brady. Like him a lot at 6300 Antonio Brown? Looks great. Only 5400 bucks. I don't, I don't know it. why. Yeah. He's the highest scoring fantasy receiver for the Bucks over the last month, and he's $1,000 cheaper than Evans or Godwin. Go figure. He has scored in four straight games. He's mostly going to see Janoris Jenkins, who is, which is a favorable matchup. Jenkins is getting thrown at a lot lately, which is good for Brown. 
Um, and he's giving up bigger games now than he was earlier in the season, including two touchdowns in the last four games. So Antonio Brown, A grade at $5,400. B grades on Evans and Godwin. Godwin was a drop machine last week. He's going to draw Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in the slot. He's been very good. He's at like the ultimate smack talker, by the way. There's been some good talk about that the last few weeks. In the second half of the season, he's allowed just 23 yards and 0.1 touchdowns in his coverage since the midway point of the season. So I don't love this matchup for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Um, I have I have a B grade on Chris Godwin just out of respect for who he is, but I it might be more like a C grade. I'm going to move him to a C grade at $6,100. Mike Evans is $6,400 and looked shockingly healthy last week off that knee injury. He'll mostly see Marshawn Lattimore, who often shadows, especially if there's a bigger physical opposing receiver like Evans. Lattimore saw a lot of Allen Robinson last week, kept him in check. But Lattimore's season is very checkered, including allowing the second most touchdowns in his coverage. He was the second most targeted. Evans was the second most targeted wide receiver from inside the 10-yard line in the NFL. Wow. I think he gets a touchdown in this game, and I've got a, a B grade on Mike Evans. I would rather roll with him than I would with Godwin. Uh, last guy I'll mention from that team, Gronk and Brait. They neutralize each other, and there's way too many other too many other good, dependable tight end options this week. I'm not playing with them. Gronk's uh, two-game total against the Saints this year, three catches, 13 yards. Gross. No, no touchdowns. Don't like it. No. And break out the usage last week, and I, I'm, I don't want to play that game. All right, let's go to the Saints side. Uh, and beginning with Alvin Kamara, this is, a, I think, an easy decision to give him a C grade, and maybe that's generous, even if Latavius Murray doesn't play. Kamara's two prior games against Tampa Bay, 16 rushing yards and 40 rushing yards. Yeah. That's it. He managed to score in both games, which salvaged his fantasy day a little bit, but this is still a nightmare matchup. Tampa ranks number one in rushing yards allowed, number one in rushing yards per attempt. They get the lowest rushing play percentage. Just 35% of the plays run against Tampa are running plays. And Tampa's excellent against pass-catching runners. Although I will note that Kamara did score through the air in the first game. But the overall in the season, Tampa's been great against opposing runners too. So you can't even count on Kamara getting something done that way. Well, yeah, five, f- five catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown, like you said in the first meeting. Then five catches for nine yards. In the, <laughs> in the second, second meeting. Right. Yeah. I mean, just... I, I, I can't assure you that Kamara is going to do well here. And at 7,900, I need a, I got to feel a lot better than I do about Kamara. And I, I don't care if Murray plays or not for me. Let's go to the passing game. Drew Brees, 5,600 bucks. I've got an A grade on him. He's going to pass a lot for the reasons I just explained about Kamara. And he was basically perfect in the Week 9 matchup between these teams. Plenty of value here, I think, to be had. Teams abandon the run quickly against Tampa. Tampa sees the highest pass play percentage, 65%. And Taysom Hill may not play in this game. His status is up in the air. He's not 100%. And even if he's available, they may not use him all the same ways they normally do. That would be glorious. Wouldn't it? That would be like the one thing the whole fantasy community could just rejoice (laughs) in. It's like Taysom Hill is an active. Taysom Hill. So um, I think there's a, a great a great angle here on Drew Brees. Fifty six hundred yeah, bucks like is cheap. I like it, super cheap. Uh, Michael Thomas comes in at sixty seven hundred. I've got an A grade on him. He looked very good last week. He lines up on the left side of the field twice as often as he lines up anywhere else. And from that side of the field, he faces cornerback Carlton Davis. Davis has struggled, including an absolute roasting at the hands of Tyreek Hill four games ago. 
Davis allowed a touchdown to Drew Brees earlier this year. Davis has the size to battle Thomas, but he does not have the skill to battle Michael Thomas. I've got an A grade in him, even at 6,700. Other receivers of note, Emmanuel Sanders, 4,500 bucks, was basically invisible last week. I'm not going to play that game. You could try Deontay Harris, who was a... Uh, who was surprisingly active in the game plan last week. But, man, there's no history here to suggest that that's going to be the case again. Jared Cook, I like him. Another tight end angle that's playable here. I've got a B grade in him at $4,000. He's had no less than four targets in six straight games. He has scored three touchdowns in those six games. Tampa Bay's allowing tight end touchdowns in half of their games on the season. They've given up nine. Cook hit the Saints for 80 yards in the first meeting with the Bucks. And although Cook did not score in the second meeting, two other Saints tight ends did. Adam Troutman and uh, and Hill, I think, were uh, both scored touchdowns in that game. So, you know, this is uh, in these matchups. We saw Tampa give up three tight end touchdowns. So Jared Cook's in play. I'm going to lose so much sleep over, over deciding which tight, which tight end? ends I'm going to use. I th- I think your I can original feel my hair going grayer already yeah. just thinking about it. I think your original premise of two tight ends is uh is very very popular. You'll see that I mean people have done that and it's still not a very popular way to build a line but I think you'll see it more often than not this week and uh, understandably so great matchups. And and there's something to be said about that last game which I wasn't really it didn't have my radar on my radar as much the Bucks Saints mm-hmm. game but it's the only one indoors. It's gonna be cold in those other games. Yeah, It'll maybe windy. on the fast track. I bet it has the highest. Be, I bet it's got the highest over it's under. Second, on the on, it's still the Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah, it's, it's probably the like fifty six and a half. This yeah. is like 52, 53, Yeah, that game. So yeah, the other two are in the four, high forties. Makes sense. Thank you for listening, Fantasy Football Weekly Playoff Edition. Please uh, subscribe, rate, and review Fantasy Football Weekly, and we'll be back next week to talk about championship conference championship games can't wait to talk to you more then fantasy football weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.